Welcome listeners. We have another 10 minutes with Tracy. That always goes a little bit longer. My coach and Tracy, (coughs) before I got on the call, I was kind of going back and forth through my relationship book and thinking, well, what do I want to talk about? Worthiness. And I think I'm going to save that for next week. Um, And I thought, let's look at forgiveness. And this is another opportunity, if you don't mind, I could put a forgiveness worksheet on my website. But this was a topic that we discussed at the Self-Made You Retreat. And I just want to read a note that I took from that retreat about forgiveness. It doesn't excuse what somebody did. You understand what happened and you are moving forward. It doesn't mean you never feel bad again or you don't have thoughts pop up that hurt you. But when old stories pop up, you let yourself know you are safe. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, well, I know what I'm going to go through this worksheet on. And this is going to be sophomoric. (laughs) And it's funny because I thought I've worked well through this. I'm good with it. I'll be fine, but I'll just touch on it. And then I started going through and asking myself the questions and I'm realizing um, there are still things that I don't know if I've healed from it, um, from the forgiveness. And I'm going to, my little story is when I was in high school, when I was in junior high, I had a good, I'm going to, her name is Susie. And this is how I, this is what I call Susie. The girl who taught me there was evil in the world. (laughs) Do we all have one of those or was it just me? (laughs) So she was my dear best friend. And um, we were in middle school when we met. We played tennis together. Um, And, you know, she was kind of someone that also brought gossip to my life. Like she would talk about another friend and I would think, oh, she really doesn't like her at all. And then I would see them being friends. And when I look back, that should have been a clue, you know, that, oh, that was because I was naive. I just thought you were who you were and, you know, lovely back then before the world came in and eroded me. (laughs) (laughs) But what happened, we were really good friends and In high school, I probably, I'm just going to say it, I probably started to get to be a little more popular than Susie. But I still thought we were really good friends. And our senior year, there were a couple of things that she did. Like she would have coaches or captain's practices in the summer and wouldn't tell me about them. So everyone on the team thought I wasn't showing up or that I wasn't a part of it. So she did that, but I kind of just blew past it like, eh, you know, whatever. I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. Well, then um, I was um, up for homecoming queen. And she suddenly got became the huge volunteer that took care of all the homecoming stuff. And I was in a huge school. There were like over 600 kids in my class. Okay. And so she was at the ballots, right? When people were coming. And one of the girls on the tennis team that's younger than me came up to me and she goes, I just have to let you know that Susie was there watching who people voted for. And she told them not that she wouldn't vote for you. For you. And I thought this was my friend. Hmm. 
And I was so crushed because I was like, this is my friend. How could she do this to me? And I got angry. We were on the tennis court when I found out and I talked to her about it. And the other girl was fine with me telling her how I had heard. And I remember she kept swearing at me. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to swear, but I'm, I'm angry. And we had to play doubles together the rest of the season. <laughs> So that was, that's my story of what something that I need to forgive. And, you know, Tracy, I tell that story. It still hurts my heart. It's, mm -hmm. It still um, gets me a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, of course, moved past it. But I do want to take this situation and go through your forgiveness worksheet. Yeah. And so... So you talk about the four ends, yeah. And the first one is to notice. Yeah. So um, notice the story you are telling about this person, yourself, or the experience. And then it says write it out to relieve some of the emotional suffering. So as I spoke this out to you, I have I feel emotional. I feel suffering. I do. Yeah, right. I feel sad about it. I feel. And then, and then what I love, what I'm not, what I've learned to do is the next step is to normalize it. Yes. And I think all the times before when I've looked back on this, I haven't thought, well, of course I would feel awful. Of course I would feel sad. I was an innocent young girl who had this great friend who would never have expected. Right. Oh, so yeah. I'm giving myself a little love, but how do I, I don't want to get to the victim role, right? I just right. want to say, of course I feel, of course I would feel that way about that circumstance. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in the moment you felt very victimized yes. and you can give yourself a little bit of, you know, empathy and grace around the fact that at that age, that may have been your first experience with mm -hmm. betrayal. So of course you reacted the way that you reacted, whatever that might have been. You didn't really go into detail on that. But, you know, if we just kind of assume that you've held on to this story, it's not like you're living your life from it. But when you reflect back and you tell me today, you know, I haven't, it still hurts. It's still emotional. I haven't totally forgiven her. And Tracy, you know, it's really interesting. What I'm just realizing now is I have held on to this story and I haven't always, it takes a lot to go deep with me as a friend. Yeah. And when I think about it, like my very best friend is from before I met Susie. Um, and then I, I mean, I do have, a, you know, another one that is more recent, but it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, I notice. Um, so I dropped her as a friend. That's what mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And I hung around the popular group, but never really connecting that close. Mm -hmm. Well, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know. And Tracy, that still is affecting me. And so that's what it looks like right there. Like you're talking about the four M's. The first one is notice. Yeah. It's so much more than just noticing how you felt back then or noticing what you were thinking back then. It's noticing 
what are the comprehensive results that you're experiencing today because you're still holding yes. on to that story. Notice that. And now you can really tap uh -huh. into that strength of empathizing with yourself. Of course, of course, I've always been a little bit guarded. Of course, I haven't gone deep in relationships because that was a traumatic event. You didn't feel safe. And, and so that at that age, you had thoughts like, don't get too close. Yeah. Don't let people in so quickly. They're very likely to betray you. So you can see how all that has unfolded and yeah. how, because you have not up until now done the work, right? Really look at this story that you're carrying still today and seeing how it's having effects on you. Of course, you're going to keep getting the exact same results. Yeah. So that's the beauty of doing this work. It's so important that you normalize it. Events happen. Events happen while when we're children, events happen when we're young adults, mm -hmm. events happen while we're adults. We have to have the wherewithal to look at what are we making it mean? Yeah. And is that meaning those thoughts, are they serving us or not? Right. Bottom line, that's what we have to be asking ourselves because ultimately you guys all know I'm all about the brain. We've got the primitive, we've got the prodigy part of our brain. I want you operating from a self-made mind that knows when it's appropriate to turn down those fear-based thoughts, like don't let people get close to me because they might betray me. Mm -hmm. And when to turn up the prodigy brain thoughts, like, you know, what what else could have been happening? How do I strip the drama out of this story? How do I get the facts? What might have been going on in Susie's world for her to treat somebody so poorly? Like that's what it looks like to turn down the volume of your fear-based thoughts and turn up the volume of your prodigy brain thoughts that start getting you asking, like asking yourself questions. Right. Um, and I think you're at the third end, which is to neutralize it. Yes. Um, I just have to tell you, I can't get over what a huge awakening this is right here in this moment. I never expected that this episode were, would turn into something that is that was a very huge defining moment of my life and has kept me at, um, uh, kept my distance from other women. Yeah. And isn't and so, that interesting how that's not serving me. How old did you say you were? I was, um, 18. Okay. 17 or 18. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, there were gifts and opportunities Yeah, that came from that circumstance. And I want you to challenge your prodigy brain to find those. And even if it comes down to right now in this very moment, you've learned something about yourself. Right. Thanks to that circumstance that happened when you were 18 years old, today you were for, afforded an opportunity to learn more about yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. And there's so many more, like you could really challenge yourself to think about 
what other gifts, what other opportunities came from that. Right. I'm sure that there are many. Well, I mean, I coped. I coped through something hard. Yeah. You know, I, I kept going. I kept living. I kept working and growing and learning until I got to this point. Yeah. And so if you just look right now, like, think about how are those thoughts making you feel? Better. Yeah. I felt like I could cry a right. few moments back. Right. And it's, <laughs> and we're talking about the exact same circumstance. Yeah. So just notice yes. which part of your brain, your brain is either your worst enemy or it's your best friend. Right. It's either working for you or it's working against you. It's right. our job, you guys, to be able to notice when it's working against us and shift utilizing the, the strengths of our prodigy brain, quiet down those yes. brain narratives and turn up the strengths that are inherent within us of our prodigy brain. That is how you start creating the results that you really want. And it takes the work because I know this stuff, like the back of my hand, I, and I need it to actually go through these questions yeah. and really think about them and write them down to get to where I am right now. And I think too, part of neutralizing it that you've talked about is kind of having empathy mm -hmm. for her and to think about maybe what she went through. And, you know, I can't know exactly. I know that she lost her older brother mm -hmm. shortly before she met me. So I'm sure that impacted her life hugely. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where in her life you know, she grabbed on to that, um, the gossip and the betrayal, mm -hmm. but it's too bad, isn't yeah. it? That, that, that's how she has to, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she was probably using that as a coping technique. Yes. Who knows what she was right. trying to cope with. Right. Right. And hopefully today, Susie doesn't use those kind of techniques. Right. I'm, arguably they create net negative results. So, right. but you get to today decide that you are going to forgive her, but that is a gift that you're giving yourself. That's right. not a gift that you're giving Susie. That's a gift that you're giving yourself because ultimately so much has been learned from mm -hmm. that experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would challenge you to come up with what is the new narrative about Susie? Right. And, and that, that experience afforded you. And that's where on this worksheet after neutralizing, then the fourth N is the next best thoughts. It's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. What has this taught me or helped? And, and it helps me empathize. It helps me know that I don't want to do that mm -hmm. to other people. And then, um, I think another step, I'm going to turn the page here. I'm having trouble turning it. I think it's writing a letter of forgiveness. Uh -huh. And um, this is really interesting. Um, I was listening to Tony Robbins, one of his books, talk about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And he said he had brought up when you, to forgive someone, he's like, Send them and get in touch with them. Call them up and say, hey, I want to let you know how much, like for Susie, this would be my example. I want you to know 
you were such a, a positive part of my life for so many years. And I valued our friendship. I just want you to know that I am thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And he said, that is so healing. Mm-hmm. And so I had kind of thought through that, mm-hmm. but I missed those little steps in between. Yeah. So I even thought like I could find her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I could send her a little message. Yeah. And, and I, I could do that. It's really important for people to understand that those four ends, those steps are very, very necessary in order to get to an action of you reaching out. Because if yes. you reach out and offer forgiveness and say things like, you were a very uh, positive part of my life and you don't believe it, right. that's what's going to happen. Now, you're losing integrity with yourself and nobody else is going to ever know that except for you and right. guess what you have to live with. So it's so critically important that you do those four steps for you and that you come up with the new belief, the new thought, that next best thought that you can rally behind. And then if that leads you to reach out, that's awesome. Right. But definitely do not just take what Tony Robbins says at face value yes. in a box, because I promise you, it will probably leave you with a feeling that feels as bad as the one that you were. It's like you're taking the work. action. You're taking the action to try to fix it, but you're not really working through your mindset. Yeah. yeah. It's really important that we always you know, are staying within integrity because we're the ones that have to live with ourselves. Right. 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 Well, and I'm thinking, I mean, I, I don't even have to tell her that I forgive her. I don't even have to bring up the incident to her. I can just thank her for all the years before that. I really valued our friendship Mm -hmm. in middle school and, you know, Mm -hmm. and leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So now, no, here's another thing too. I didn't forget about jumping in the pool with my grandson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that I got mixed up and I haven't had the opportunity to jump in the pool with them. So I'm going to report on that All right. next time. And I do want to talk about um, worthiness okay. again with you. And I think that's really related to that, yeah. but I'm telling you, so for the next episode next month. I really want to talk about worthiness and um, getting there in so many different areas about how I feel about myself and my business and my finances and a swimming suit. So all that will be coming. But now we have another thing to check back on. Did Lisa send a note to Susie? (laughs) So Good work, my friend. I mean, you really are. I actually sent you a text last night and said this, but you are such a beautiful example of what it means to be self-made. You roll up your sleeves and you do the work. And I'm so proud of you. Ah, that means the world to me. I mean, (laughs) I could cry. So listeners, if you need some coaching, check out Tracy. Ah, The connections in the show notes always, but she is the founder of Self Made You. She is amazing. You have changed my life, my business, my everything. So deepest gratitude to you today for being here and for joining me once a month and and helping my listeners and I work through all the things dealing with feelings and mindset. Take care, Tracy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.